from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Ah, blasted. I'd hoped he'd hear me, but, uh, seems I'm too far underground. Oh, well. Hello and welcome to All My Fantasy Children, a very special episode. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Stormer. Normally, I am joined by Aaron Catano, but, uh, it seems a dark magical blizzard has separated us, and I can only, I, I can only imagine where he is. I am currently in my underground bunker two miles below the surface of the earth. Uh, it's... A dark magical blizzard has trapped me here. It has caved in my elevator. Normally, I would be taking the elevator up right now to emerge about 30 feet from the dark magical smoke shack, which is where uh, I meet up with Aaron. We meet up with Mr. Hongers. We ride to the smoke shack and find the magical spiral ham. But the the blizzard has just trapped it. I'm fully trapped. It's not so bad. I've got heat, and I've got some eggnog, and... You know, I just finished streaming Terrace House, which if you haven't seen Terrace House, you should really watch it. It's a lot of fun. So I can only, I I imagine Aaron's probably comfortable, right? He's probably fine. He's probably good. It's probably all fine. Uh, This is a podcast in which we take your listener prompts and we turn them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant role-playing game characters using some of our favorite games. Normally, this is a collaborative process between the two of us, but I'm on my own today. I am a... Person on my own. There's a better way to put that. I am a um. What a what's the what is what's the word that I'm looking for? A par a party particularly lonely wizard. I think is how I would do it. A particularly lonely wizard. Now that's not it. There's got to be. I'll think of something. I will think of something later on. Yeah. So I'm here. I'm in my bunker. I've got my eggnog. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm talking nog too much. That's silly. So I've got my laptop. I've got my nog. I've got my microphone. This is going to be good. We're going to make do. We're going to push through. And I hope that by channeling my dark energy, by channeling the aura of light that surrounds me, I can I can signal to Aaron. He can, he can find me in the bunker. He can dig me out. And we can get to the smoke shack and have an episode proper. But until then, we're going to do what we do best. And I'm going to push through. So we have a prompt this week. Uh, it comes from Johan Pru on Facebook. Uh, the prompt is an astronomer who searches among the stars in hopes of finding an answer to their personal insecurities. I really like this prompt. I'm really excited to dig into this prompt. This is a really good prompt. Uh, This is a super good prompt, because my mind starts going places immediately. My mind is wandering thinking about this prompt. My mind is specifically wandering to the stars. The stars without number. Because I'm using Stars Without Number this week, because it's a role-playing game by Kevin Crawford. It's sort of like Traveler, which we've played before on the show. Um, it's a little bit less granular than Traveler is. It's a little bit less of a thing than Traveler is, which is why I think it's going to work really well for this show. I'm super excited about it. Uh, we're going to get really into this. God, that's such a good prompt. I'm so excited. But the thing is, uh, before we know, like, who this person is, let me roll for pronouns real quick. Before we know who he is, we need to know where he is, right? Like, you can't have a great science fiction story without a great location. And the great thing about Stars Without Number is it has planet creation rules, which are super vivid and interesting and neat. And I want to dig in. We're going to learn a lot about this character. So sort of like, the astronomer is going to kind of be like, the end of the episode, which is kind of cool. I'm into that. Like, I'm super excited. So I want to make a planet. Real quick, we're going to run through this planet creation process. Uh, it's going to be a series of 2d6 rolls. 
which I've got in front of me, and I'm going to run through the charts real quick just to give an idea of, like, the planet that they find themselves on. Ooh, that's interesting. It has a corrosive atmosphere, so it, it, it requires, like, special gear to just be outside. It's like acid in the air. That's cool. We're already off to a cool start. It's temperate planet, so, like, you know, if you can, if you can survive the acid air, you're probably fine. Human biosphere. Hundreds of thousands of inhabitants. So, like, a country. It's like a, like a country-sized colony. Modern level tech, not futuristic tech, which is interesting given the setting. We're not looking at, like, spaceships yet. But, well, maybe we are, but they're, like, expensive. Most people are going to be on planet. Which is particularly interesting because that means that survival has to take a lot, which means that people aren't particularly mobile. So I'm going to keep that in mind as we sort of roll. So far, that's a real, like, that's an interesting place. Let's start, like, laying out this. So we're on this place, right? Where the air itself will kill you if you are exposed to it. There's some technology, but not a lot of technology. Which means that, like, you're basically stuck in this what I have to imagine is like a domed city or a bubble city. That, I'm already into the idea of an astronomer in this place because I like the idea of like, it's fascinating to think of him as this like person in this place where you can't leave, right? So like, that's already going to give you insecurities of like, am I just destined to like fill in whatever meaningless role that has, am I destined to just be the next person in line to like shovel rocks or man this computer platform? Am I just the next cog in the machine? Is there anywhere else I can go? Already an astronomer in this environment is super fascinating to me. Now the next thing we're going to do, the coolest part about making a planet and start with that number, is there are world tags. These are big picture story prompts that make each world a really special and interesting place. So let's roll. I'm going to roll a d6 and a d10. I got a 6 and a 4. It is a trade hub. Interesting. That's real neat. So we're looking at a world where people are coming and going. There's a lot of merchants. There's a lot of, like, fueling facilities. This is a planet where... Oh, that's super interesting because, like, you're probably not going outside. But there's tons of people coming and going with all sorts of stories about, like the world, the worlds outside of this. There's all sorts of people, like, going like, yeah, 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 I just came in from, like, I just came in from Chadrafan 7, and it's super interesting. Like, you gotta see it. The, the sky is golden. It's amazing. And you're sitting there in this place, like, well, okay, but I can't go outside, or my skin's gonna melt, because my family can't afford a spacesuit. That's super interesting. I'm into that. Okay, now we're starting to really kind of get a picture of what this world is and what's going to drive somebody to sort of, like, look to the stars. Our other world tag. Yo. World of one and an eight. They're involved in a cold war. That's nuts. Dang. Okay, yeah. No. Okay, I've got it now. I can kind of picture exactly where we are. I can picture exactly where we are. I'm going to pull up a name real quick. I I have a nice naming mechanism for things in Stars Without Number. So we're looking at the planet Sacrale. This is a planet that is, it is not itself in a Cold War, I'm going to say. It is the exact border, like as a planet, it is the exact border between two massive warring states who are locked in a generations-long Cold War. Sacrale sort of translates to sacred. It is... Sacred. It is hallowed ground. No one 
goes to war on Sokrawe. Because this is the only place where you are going to be able to, like, make trades and establish- and do things- like, diplomatic things happen on Sakrale. There's a fragile peace. And it's- it all happens in this massive domed city because everywhere else is uninhabitable. That's super- oh, that's super cool! I'm into this! Yes! So, we're on this planet, right? This- this sort of world where, like, shadowy deals are happening and like trade is happening but it's a lot of it's a lot of there's it's a lot of illicit trade i will say because i think that's interesting in this kind of a world in a cold war sort of neutral territory i think all of the trading is like i've got a box of blue jeans i've got a box of leonard skinner cds cool we need those on the other side here's some money uh yeah this is super super neat so that's our planet that's our setting is sacrale Neutral ground on a galactic cold war. The air outside will kill you if you step outside, so you can only exist in this giant city, which is full of spies and smugglers and dangerous individuals. All of that is going to make me, if I'm in that city, I'm going to look to the stars. Because I know that I can get out. I know that escape is possible, but I might just not have a way out. The next thing we're going to roll on is I want to know where this person came from. I want to know what their, their background is. And in one of the Stars Without Number supplements, the Sandbox, which is a zine Kevin Crawford puts out with, like, bonus material, there's a bit of a life generator, which is really interesting. And it has sort of a, a, sort of allows you to come up with, like, your family history and stuff. So I'm going to roll a d12 and a d6. Four, which is a middle-class family. He's from a middle-class family of engineers. I like that, because that makes a lot of sense if he was born and raised on Sacrale. His parents were... They probably were making things, because I imagine a lot of the technology for this place is just in, like, keeping up with the world itself. Because the world is closing in on you at all times. Systems are failing, the air, you know, seals are breaking, and atmosphere is getting in. It is a dangerous place to be at all times. And that's scary, so there's always a need for, like, mechanical engineers, or computer engineers, or just... People that make things. So he's from this middle class family. And he is, let's call him, he needs a good, we need a good name, we need a good sci-fi name. Trance Halford. His name is Trance Halford. Trance is born, he's raised by engineers. They're making like survival equipment. They are making stuff to keep the atmosphere from getting in. And he's just raised as this like, she sort of, they expect him to sort of take in the family business because I think, yeah, there's definitely not a lot of, like, upward mobility in On Sacrale. There's not a lot of, like, opportunity on Sacrale. Because so much, because, like, the tech level doesn't, hasn't kept up with, like, the, in the environment. So there's not a lot of opportunities for, for careers outside of, like, we need you to make the PVC pipe that's going to keep us all from suffocating under poison mist. That probably is where your career is going to end up. So he's raised to be this person, and he does not want to be this person. On top of that, he faces a hardship when he's a, when he's young. Hmm. He suffered joint damage when he was younger. That's interesting. So, oh yeah, he definitely was, like, damaged by, like, some sort of electrical thing. And so, honestly, he doesn't want to be any part of engineering because, like, his first time sort of, like, being on a job... Probably when he was, like, 15, 16, his first time being on a job, he got electrocuted trying to, like, 
reconnect a thing that like acid had eroded and he got blasted and his bot and his joints don't work quite as well as they used to. He probably doesn't have full mobility in his fingers. And like, so it is physically difficult for him to do the engineering work that like his parents do, his friends do, everybody that he knows. The only people that he knows to do things outside of that are spies and smugglers. And I don't, I don't think he wants to do that either. Because I think like, that's not much better. Then you're just, instead of engineering a machine, you're engineering an uneasy piece or an arms race. Like, that's not a better life. So I think he has to find another way. I think there has to be something else in his life to sort of take him somewhere. And I think that's probably where he starts looking to the skies. Is Trance Halford the first astronomer of Sacrale? I think he is. I think he's like, I don't think that there's an astronomy, not necessarily industry, but maybe field. I don't think there's an astronomy field on planet. I think there's like, or if there is, it is strictly like, military like it is the military being like we need to figure out we need to keep track keep eyes on x y and z so that we can know if they're sending war vessels out and he wants no part of that right like because again that's just engineering an arms race that's not where that's not where he wants to be so he is trying really hard to avoid ending up in the military astronomical complex copyright rob abrazado 2017 he is trying really hard to avoid that fate He's also trying really hard to avoid being part of being, like, in his parents, in, like, his parents' lot of, like, making PVC pipe that's going to keep us all from dying. So I think he, I think he makes, like, a rebel, essentially rebel radio, but, like, for astronomy. (laughs) Oh my god, he starts a goddamn podcast. Damn it, he starts a podcast. (laughs) He starts a rebel astronomy podcast, where, like, he is, like, studying the sky and, like, making note of, like, ship movements and things, but not related to the military, and he is seeding this information out over whatever version of, like, the internet they have. So he's like, hey, you know, there was a solar flare on our sun last week. Like, it was really cool, and I've got visuals of it, because it's not quite a podcast, because it's, like, the internet of, you know, sci-fi, so there's, like, holograms and shit. And he's like, hey, check out this video of a solar flare that happened. And, like, there's video, and you're like, whoa, that's super cool. And I think that that's kind of, I think that's kind of, like, the insecurities that he's addressing is, like, I don't want to go to war, but I don't want to end up as my parents, so I have to, like, make this secret underground astronomy podcast. Like, that's super, oh, that's super cool! That's super neat! I love it! Yeah, so Trance is, he's make, he's doing this. He's, like, he's running this underground illegal, it's illegal, it's gotta be illegal, because I don't think that they are... I don't think that the government likes the idea that, like... Because there's probably intel. Like, probably both sides think it's illegal. Both sides of this war are trying to, like... Are not happy about it. Because, like, he's kind of casually being like, Hey, they shot off a bunch of smuggling vessels off of off of the planet the other day. Wonder what that's about. And then suddenly, like, a, a, an intelligence agency is like, Our operation is fucked! This kid just ruined our lives! Code Red Emergency. So I think it's a lot of that, and I think that, so I think it's definitely illegal. It is definitely an underground, illegal astronomy podcast, which is neat. It's real neat. I'm in, I love it. So he's definitely doing this underground. It's popular, but I think not, it's popular among, I got it, yeah. So I think it energizes, I think it energizes an audience of, like, young people that also, that were in a similar position of, like, these are our three lots in life. Smuggler, engineer, spy. 
people that wanted that, people that wanted something else, him like being like, yo, the universe is this amazing place that is full of life and stories. Dang. No, yeah, that's all, that's, oh, that's even cooler. I think it starts out as, like, just astronomy facts, right? I think it starts out as him being like, hey, look, um, the moon is in a position where, like, it's gonna be, there's gonna be an eclipse. We should all check that out. Like, we can't really see it because we're underground or in our dome. But, like, we should, but, like, here's video of this eclipse happening. But I think from there, it turns into, like, it's that, but also, hey, I spoke to this, uh, off-world priest who's passing through, and he had a really fascinating story, so let's join in with them. Like, let's join in with him and let's see his story. And so it sort of almost becomes like a This American Life uh, situation, where he's like, hey, there's all of these stories that are coming. This universe is full of people and stories and facts and things and possibilities. I think he starts marketing possibility to a generation of, like, disenfranchised young people who are like, well, I just have to, I'm going to have to make rockets for the military because that's what my parents did. They were rocket builders for the military. And now he's, and now they're like, wait, no, there's stories about jazz singers six systems away. I love jazz. I got a bootleg jazz record from a smuggler and it's the most beautiful piece of artwork that I've ever heard in my life. I could be a jazz performer six systems away. Suddenly people are starting to like, have dreams and have like these realization that like I could do things that I never thought I could do before because there's a story about a jazz singer who's passing through on a smuggling ship and it becomes a scenario of why were we raised to think that we could only be engineers or smugglers or spies why why were all of these possibilities kept from us and I don't think it's necessarily entirely malicious I don't think it was like a government conspiracy to keep Sacrale locked in one place. But I think the culture of, I think that culture of the sky outside will kill us sort of permeates to like the universe at large. If you spend your life where the literal air that you breathe could turn and kill you, there's no reason to think that you go out of planet further, it's not the same thing. You go out six systems away, it's not the same thing. That the people living those six systems away aren't just going to murder you. So I think that, I think trance is marketing this, this idea of we've been, we've raised, we've raised ourselves. It's not even that we've been raised. It's that we've raised ourselves to believe that our options were non-existent. But look at the universe. Look at what's out there. We can do and be whomever we want. Look at these amazing things that are happening. And I think that we start to see kids on Sacrale be like, I want to be a scientist. I want to grow up and be a scientist and, like, study chemical reactions. So I think I think that we're seeing people be like, I want to be an artist. I don't want to make PVC pipe. I don't want to make glass tubes. I want to, like, I want to blow glass. I want to be a glass blower and make festive decorative glass pots. Like, that's cool. And so I, th- and I think there's sort of a, a, a sort of cultural revolution there of these young people listening to this thing. And it's almost like punk music, you know, how it's like... Suddenly people are like, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do my own thing. And it's going to be beautiful and great. And I think think that's really fucking cool. Like, that's super neat. This idea of, like, causing a revolution just by being like, look outside. Look outside of the dome. Look at, Look past these poison clouds and just see what's out there. Because the universe is bigger than you could possibly imagine. That's so cool. So uh, there's another table I want to roll on. 
there's a a life event generator in stars without this stars without number supplement that's super cool so the way this is going to work and this is going to tell us like a noteworthy thing of of uh the character's life i'm going to roll every dice i'm going to roll every every dice once and that's going to tell us like the event like the big picture of the event and then from there i'm going to kind of like glean the specifics of the event so first the event's final outcome is a d4 it is a positive in almost every way. I'm excited about that. Uh, who initiated the event is a D6. A child or ward, someone he protected. Interesting. Interesting. Which quality was most affected by the event? A D8. His most important relationship. Okay. Okay. I'm still, I'm really starting to see where this is going. And I think it is definitely like... It's definitely a fan or somebody that has been inspired to do something similar. What if it's, like, a producer? What if he has to, like, the show gets big enough where he has to bring in someone else to manage, like, the the, the infrastructure for delivering this hollow podcast? Two. And so this he's uh, these two guys are, like, trying to figure out... A younger guy, a young guy, is, like, trying to... He's managing the infrastructure so that Trance can do his show. Yeah. So that's definitely who it is. And that's that relationship. It's sort of, it's a Lennon and McCartney thing at that point. Or like a, uh, like a Brian Eno on the, it's like, he's, he like, he's like, I can't do the show without you. Like, I can't do the show without this person. And I think their life is, 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 he keeps their identity a secret. He keeps his identity secret, definitely. Because he's like, yeah, I'm Trans Halford. Like, they're gonna, they're gonna come for me no matter what. Like, if the, if the military astronomical complex figures out who, where I am, they're gonna get me. There's no escaping me. But I can keep your identity a secret. What conflict figured in the event? D10 roll. Six. A struggle with your own nature and personality. Huh. Okay. Interesting. All right. Another consequence of the event was a D12. Four. You believed or discovered a lie. Ooh, okay. All right. Finally, what other elements were involved? This is a D20. Your most precious place or refuge. Hmm. Ooh, I've got it. Oh, no. Oh, no. But it's got to be positive. Okay. Somebody figured, like... It comes out that he has thought this to be secret. He's thought his location was locked down and was like a secret location this entire time. He was like, hey, hey, I'm Trans Halford. I'm Trans Halford. This is Space Chat. Or I gotta come up with a name for this podcast. Hold on. Hello, travelers, and welcome to Going Galactic with Trans Halford. Nailed it. There it is. That's the name. Got it. Got it in one. Two. I got it in two because I said Space Chat. <laughs> Going Galactic. With Trance Halford. Trance, he says every every episode he starts it out. Welcome travelers to Going Galactic with Trance Halford. Coming to you live from an undisclosed location hidden somewhere in Sacrale. I cannot tell you where, for if they know they would come for me. But no, I cannot tell you where, because they are certain certainly coming for me. But what I can tell you is that there's a universe of possibilities out there. And we're going to explore them right now. And that's every week. Like, that's how he starts the show. But I think what he finds out with, what he finds out about, is that, it, like, I think it comes out, perhaps, I gotta come up with a name for his producer. Slice Newman. Slice Newman. Slice, 
he's talking to Slice, and he he's talking, and the two of them are chatting, and, like, he's talking about, like, he's trying to, he's talking about, like, he's like, hey, are we, are we locked down? And Slice just casually lets out, oh, it's not a secret, like, people know. And suddenly Trance's world is just upside down. <laughs> Trance is like, what do you mean people know? Yeah, it's kind of like an open secret. You know, it's like a, um, it's, there's only so many places you can broadcast a holopod out to the entire city. Like, there's not that many locations. It's not a super secret. And suddenly, everything kind of clicks into place that, like, dang, I'm not quite doing the secret edgy work that I thought I was. But it also kind of clocks into place that, like, (laughs) but it also kind of clocks into place that, like, there's this smuggler subculture. That has facilitated this holopod happening. Like, no one has sold him out. And that's important. Like, maybe the, the military doesn't know, but like, these smugglers, it's, they pretty much all know. And some of them, and some of them stop by from time to time. And Trance is just like, Trance has to make a big show of it. Like, oh no, somebody's here! Everybody get down! And Slice, like, comes out of the studio booth to be like, hey, hey. We sign your autograph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trance is in the back. He's recording right now, so he can't talk, but thank you for stopping by. Uh, yeah, yeah. Explore the cosmos. Uh, you know, go galactic. Um, cool, cool. Great. Great. For, thank you so much for stopping. Thank you for supporting. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, <laughs> and so, uh, like, Trance is, like, peeking out, like, huh? Are we good? Are we safe? And Slice is like, yeah. <laughs> they keep this illusion going for a while. They're definitely, like, it's definitely a thing. And Slice finally, like, lets it slip. And he's like, oh, alright, cool. And I think that kind of changes the show a little bit further. I think that kind of creates, like, a third version of the show. It starts out just, like, cold scientific fact. And then it kind of turns into, like, stories with a political purpose of, like, look at the universe. And then when he finds out that it's not really, like... That it's popular among smugglers and they're not really selling him out. It turns into a bit more of like, becomes a little bit cooler, but less cool as a result. Like suddenly it's a little bit like, yeah, these are the cool stories of what's happening in the cosmos. And it's interviews with like smugglers talking about like, yeah, I did a dare, I did a run and they tried to shoot me down, but I snuck by. He definitely like retools the show a little bit more to be a little bit more like action oriented. He definitely... (laughs) He starts taking ads. Like, previously he's never taken an ad before, but now that he knows that there's, like, an audience and that they're not, like, actively hunting for him, he starts taking on ads and it starts being like, Now, I know what you're thinking. I want to set up my own holopod, but I don't know how to do that. Let me tell you about pod space. Listen up, Galactic Rangers. I got a question for you. How are you sleeping at night? How are you sleeping at night? Is that, a is that cryo bed that you sleep in? Is it a little uncomfortable? Let me tell you about my pod. These custom, artisan-made pod mattresses. Made to your exact height and weight specifications. I gotta tell you, I use one at home, and it is the most comfortable pod mattress that I can ever imagine. I don't think I could go back to a normal pod without the mattress. I think I'm just gonna use this my pod forever. Hey, Galactic Rangers. Are you tired of eating the government-mandated ingredient list that they send you? Sign up for Star Apron. Every month they send you a list of cosmically farmed ingredients from across the sector, and they give you recipes to make delicious artisan dishes. Tell them Trans Halford sent you and get 10% off your first order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he starts taking ads, 
and like he starts being a little more Hollywood with it. And some of his fans are like, yo, this sucks. Like, stop this. But like, I think most people are just like, you know what? Cool. I'm happy that he's doing well. I'm happy that things are taken off for Trance. He has put in the work and he deserves it. I think Trance starts telling stories about Slice now that he knows like Slice hasn't been living in hiding. I think he's like, so yeah, so I was hanging out with Slice, my producer. Slice, how you doing? Doing good, Trance. Yeah, yeah, Slice is doing good. So anyway, I was hanging out with Slice the other day. <laughs> I love it. This is so dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely turns it, yeah, it turns into like, it's just, he turns into like a cool podcaster. He's no longer like, he starts out as like Ira Glass. Or he starts out even more so as like a science podcaster, like almost like a Carl Sagan. And then he turns into like an Ira Blast and then or Ira Glass. And then he turns into Ira Blast is one of his rivals. He's definitely doing this Sacrale life. Um he turns into like an Ira Glass, and then as it becomes popular, he becomes more of like a um he just becomes like a cool podcaster. Like he's got sun he starts wearing sunglasses a lot. He starts telling like cool stories. He's a little bit edgy, you know. He's not afraid to, he's not afraid to speak truth to power. But I think he still keeps that audience because, like, he still keeps the spirit of the show as, like, look at what's happening in the world. Look at this world that we live in. Look at this universe that we live in. But now it's stories of, like, look at these cool smugglers and the cool shit that they do. Look at these cool researchers researching this stuff in a government that's telling them not to research these things. Now it's a little bit more, it's a little bit less like trying to inspire people and a little bit more like, you know, try to tell an entertaining story. But I think everybody's kind of okay with that. I think, like, now that he knows that it's he's not in danger, he's having fun with it. And I think that it kind of, it all of these things help to quell that insecurity of, like, what am I going to become? Do I fall into one of these three roles? Because he's created his own role, and as he discovers more people listen to it, and that his life isn't in danger, he's like, oh, well then what can my show be? What can I do with this? He starts, like, experimenting with it. And, like, having fun with it. Maybe for the first time. Like, this might be the first time, like, the work that he did before was important. But this is the work, the, this is him having fun. Planter, Dave on, Dave on the Discord chat just said he does live shows. He absolutely does live shows. And they're fun. I think he does one live show, and it ends in a government raid. So he has to, like, but he gets out safely. But, like, he's like, okay, no, that was a mistake. We're gonna keep, we're gonna keep it. We, we can't go too public. We can't go too public, but but we're going to dial it back. We're going to have a public presence, but still kind of keep up the whole thing. <laughs> That's fun. I like that a lot. Yeah, so he's kind of like, he sort of, um, he kind of, he starts to have, like, he's having fun with the podcast now for the first time ever, because the work that he was doing before was important, but like, he was scared. He was worried for his life. He was worried if he was going to be able to keep doing this. Now he knows that there's a certain sense of safety, which... It's kind of its own anxiety of like, am I gonna, is this gonna support itself? How is this going to work? Now that now he, so he's looking to the stars to treat that anxiety. But now he's kind of free of these anxieties and he's just having fun. And it kind of like creates this experience of like, for the first time in my life, I'm doing something because it's fun and not because I think I have to do it or I think it's going, or because it's what my parents do. It's just the thing that I do. <sighs> That's so good. What a good character. So as is more or less tradition, I am going to roll on some D&D tables real quick. I've got some 5e player's handbook tables that I'm going to roll on. Uh, and then we'll wrap it up. 
What a good character, though. Oh my gosh, I'm really, I love, I love Trance Halford. I also love Slice Newman. Slice Newman as just, like, <laughs> this has only ever been a job to Slice Newman. I, I want to emphasize that. Slice is, this has always just been like, yeah, I, uh, produce, I produce the Holopod, I produce Going Galactic with Trance Halford. I'm, I'm really proud of it. I like what I'm doing. And it's good. It's fun. I don't think he's ever bought into, like, any of the, uh, like, the high-minded stuff that Trans bought into. I don't think Slice has ever bought into that. And I think he's very, yep, nope, this is the show. Uh, we're gonna make sure this happens. I'm gonna make sure that, that it gets out on deadline. Uh, Slice, you got a recording on Thursday because we need to get that edited by Tuesday because you're going out for the interview with the news on Wednesday. So we have to get the episode out a little early. Cool. You good? Cool. So we're gonna roll on two sets of tables. Uh, this is going to be, I'm gonna roll on the Entertainer table from the Dungeons Dragons 5th Edition Player's Handbook. First a D8 for a personality trait. I know, a story to relevant to every situation. That's perfect. I think Trance has a photographic memory for stories that he's told while podcasting. So I think if you were to go up to him and be like, yeah, man, I love the story of that jazz musician. He's just like, yeah, great, episode 14. How cool is that? You know I kept up with him. You know I still talk to him. Got a record deal. He's gone platinum. How cool is that? How cool is it that he went platinum? And, like, he just... Because ha- he's so passionate about the show that he just remembers things. I think he does what I can never do, and he goes back and listens to a lot of the show and just, like, makes notes in his head. He's like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to follow up with that person later. I need to think... I want to really think more about that. Uh, what is his ideal? Three. Creativity. The world is in need of new ideas and bold action. That's perfect. Yes. Correct. You have made the correct choice, Table. Congratulations. Uh, what is his bond? Six. I would do anything for the other members of my old troop. I think the only... Yeah, okay, no, I know what that is. Yep, I know what that is. Uh, I would do anything for the members of my old troop. Anybody that's been on Going Galactic with Trans Halford, Trans Halford would give his life for. If they come to him and they say, hey, I need a thousand credits, he's like, done. Done. I don't need this. Like, this is for... You need this more than I do. Doesn't ask for repayment. Just says, like, hey, you help me, you help me, you are on my show, let me help you in any way that I can. If you need a place to crash, my couch is yours. If you need, like, a draw, like, a ride, please. Because I think he, he makes a connection, and I think that's part of why he remembers everyone, too, is he makes a connection with people. He makes a connection with people and stories, and I think he uses that to help people out later. He's like, you inspired me to do my show. I have to do something to inspire you. Now, Trance is not perfect. He has a flaw. I'm going to roll a d6. Four. I once satirized the noble who still wants my head. It was a mistake that I will likely repeat. Perfect. Yes. He's pissed off both of these governments at this point. He knows that there's not as much heat on him as he thought. Like, the smugglers won't rat him out. He's He's got a good following among the smugglers. But the two warring governments still want his ass dead. That's why when he did a live show, they busted him. And so he still has to live carefully. He just doesn't have to live under lock and key. He's always been political. Because he's always been like, this is stupid. I don't want to end up in this Cold War. And that kind of pissed off both sides of the Cold War. It's like, no, you have to be involved in the Cold War. That's what you have to do. And him being like, no, there's a third option. I can just do what I want. They're going to try to shut him. They still try to shut him down. And that's actually going into our second table. That's actually where uh, Slice comes in. I'm going to roll Guild Artisan, I think, for this. 
Because I think he's more focused on, like, the art, on, like, the, the mechanics, on, like, the production part of it. So I think that makes sense. But I think that's also where Slice comes in, is, like, they try to shut him down, they send him injunctions and things, and Slice is like, no, you see, this actually doesn't, legally speaking, we're not violating any laws by saying this, this, and this, because X, Y, and Z. I know my stuff, don't fucking step to me. So Slice has a personality trait of a D8 roll. One. I believe that anything worth doing is worth doing right. I can't help it. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I love that. I love that Slice is like, no. Trance is like, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. I'll record the commercial. It's fine. I will just, I'll fire it off. And he has to do like seven takes of a commercial because he's like, no. The people at Space Apron paid us good money for this ad. You have to do it right. I'm not going to, I'm fielding that phone call, Trance. You're not going to field the phone call with the Space Apron rep who's like, hey, why'd you fucking undersell our product? That's going to be me. So you fucking re-record the ad, my friend. All right? Cool. Take two. God damn it. Uh, Slice is ideal. Three. Freedom. Everyone should be free to pursue his or her own livelihood. I love that. That's so good. Cause that's, cause that's when he came into the podcast, right? Like he came in under this idea of like, look at this universe of options. You can do whatever you want. Slice said, I want to do what Trance is doing, but I'm not a talker. I don't like being on mic. I don't want to ever be on a microphone. So Trance says like, okay, fine. You don't have to be on mic. Come on and like help me run things. That's cool. That's so good. Tran- Slice's bond. D6. Three. I owe a guild a great debt for forging me into the person I am today. Student loans. Great. Perfect. D6 for flaw. Moving on. (laughs) D6 for flaw. Four. I'm never satisfied with what I have. I always want more. Yeah, I think Slice always wants bigger. I think Slice is like, I'm going to grow this. This is a business. This is a job. And I'm going to grow it to the best of my ability. Like, I'm not taking... This isn't a joke. There's work that goes into this. We're going to do it right. We're going to engage our audience, and we're going to we're going to be the best show that we can be. That's all there is to it. That's so good. I think that, and I think that's a wrap. And I think that's a wrap on this episode of Going Galactic with Trans Halford. Until next time, may the stars treat you right, and may the world on the horizon be the destination to which you're headed. Fly fast and stay safe, Galactic Rangers. And that's a wrap on Trans Halford and Slice Newman. Host of Going Galactic with Trance Halford. What a good character. What a fun, what a fun character. Oh my gosh, that was really good. I was really into that. <sighs> Thank you so much to Johan Pru for this amazing prompt, an astronomer who searches among the stars and hopes to find an answer to their personal insecurities. Wonderful prompt, wonderful characters, great. If you'd like to submit a prompt to all my fantasy children, you can tweet at us at amfc underscore podcast. You can use the hashtag FantasyChildren. You can post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can shoot us an email at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a word-of-mouth recommendation, a social media shout-out. Or consider backing us on Patreon. Patreon backers get early access to episodes and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. All My Fantasy Secrets, a behind-the-scenes thing that we do from time to time. It's real good. It's worth the money. I would recommend it. Uh, if you want to hear more from me, I host another show called Party of One. Uh, it's an actual play podcast about two-player role-playing games. This week on the show, we played a game called End of the World by Fantasy Flight Games. It's really cool. Uh, I played myself in an End of the World scenario that I won't spoil. It's really neat. What else? Is there anything? I also host a show called Talking Nog. Thank you, Dave. SoundCloud.com slash Talking Nog. It is a yearly tradition honoring a yearly tradition. 
So I think the verbal hug this week is looking out over the stars. The thing that jumps out at me is that there's infinite. It's infinite. There's no end to what's out there. You just have to look for it. You just have to be prepared to look up and acknowledge what you see. Because I think what you want is out there. And if it isn't, then the universe is large enough that you can make it. You can go galactic. You just have to strap in and blast off. And with that, hopefully Aaron is okay and he's waiting for me. Because I think this dark magical blizzard is easing up. I think we're going to be all right. I'm going to try the elevator. And uh, until next time, good night and good game. Whew! That's a wrap. 